Hi, welcome to another episode of the Embry Podcast. Today, I'm really excited because we're sitting down with fellow podcast hosts, uh, Bev and Heather of Bitches Be Brave Podcast. Hi, welcome. Hi, Hi welcome. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited that you are here. I was, uh, I went live and uh, was telling folks about our pre-interview and how much fun that we had, and it totally went over the scheduled time because we got to talking. And so I've been looking forward to this interview for quite some time. Could we start by uh, allowing each of you to introduce yourself and kind of what you do? Sure, absolutely. I guess I will I will start. This is Heather. And um, gosh, I am married with two boys and I've been in corporate America working for well over 20 years. And you know, my background, I have a degree actually as a nutritionist and um, have always, that's kind of always been my area of, of my hobby and just what I read for fun is is all about nutrition and functional diagnostic nutrition. And, but I found, you know, as you kind of do work your way up the ladder in corporate after 20 years that I was so far away from a healthy lifestyle. You know, I just had gotten to a point where the stress and anxiety, I wasn't sleeping well, you end up, you know, traveling so much. So you're eating what you shouldn't, you're drinking more than you should. And all of those things just started to really add up. And um, Bev and I have been friends for well over 20 years. And just talking, we're like, is it like this for everybody? Or are we just the only ones? Are we like so messed up? And, you know, the more we kind of started talking about it, we're like, I think this is something that people don't want to really talk about. They don't want to admit how crazy life has gotten, how chaotic and how just dysfunctional our work-life balance truly is. And it was about a year and a half ago now that we just decided we wanted to do something where we could kind of be real, be raw, be honest, and tell our story. And so we started our podcast about a year and a half ago just to talk to women like us, you know, working women who were struggling and who were trying to have it all from career to family to being the great mom and great wife and um, putting it out there. And now we're actually, you know, trying to, to make a change and do what we can to help make a change and make lives better. Wonderful. Bev? Yeah, Bad. hand it to you. So I am also married. I have three beautiful daughters who are all living with me right now. And I um, also, I, I have a very similar history to Heather. Uh, we both relocated to San Diego um, over 20 years ago, and we didn't know anyone. And we joined a marathon training group, and we met because we had the same pace. And from there, our friendship grew before kids and husbands and not in that order but uh <laughs> and then we took on very similar roles with companies and we just really used each other as support because we didn't feel like there was a lot of support out there for women like us that were really climbing the corporate ladder um wanted to be the most amazing parents in the world but also wanted to fulfill our our dreams of being successful with our careers and we'd go out to drop off with our kids and no one seemed to be doing what we were doing and we'd go into our corporate environments and no one was seemed to have the problems that we had at home and we were all pretending like everything was okay and I just think that that really escalated for me as I, I work in um, my corporate position with many companies that are doing amazing things for kids or for kids for employees within the workplace but I wasn't seeing that 
translate really to what the need was. You know, the working parent who really needs support. I mean, a kombucha bar at the corporate office is super cool and yeah, it's healthy, but how is that helping us as parents, as employees really live what is called a balanced life, but we, you know, we, we don't, we say that there isn't balance, it's just life. Um, and that's really where this passion grew from Heather and I talking and saying, hey, let's just start having a conversation. Let's see if there's other women like us out there. And through this, we found out there's, it's not a woman problem only. It's a, it's a problem in our culture for men and women. Absolutely. And have you found, have you found more of what you don't call balance, but you call life? Is, has this going into this and really trying to find a tribe that understands you uh, what started out as conversations are you guys finding techniques and tips and changes to your lifestyle yeah i think what we're finding is that there's two parts i mean i think that um there's the workplace right there's what your employer demands or what your you feel how you interpret your expectations are so that's a big leadership piece from um a corporation standpoint. Um, but there's also, I think, you know, Bev and I were talking about this the other day. It's like you can have a company that fully supports you and gives you all the resources in the world or tells you that you're not expected to do these things. But if you don't have the training and the ability to kind of put what's most important first and put your priorities first and recognize how to align your, your values and your priorities, then that doesn't matter. You know, you have to have both. You have to have, um, I think, kind of the support and the acknowledgement to say, hey, you know, it's okay to say that you don't have it all figured out because none of us really do. But here's some ideas um, of what's worked for me or just, I think, even that open discussion, that open and honest discussion, um, just to help put yourself first. Because I'm the first person who can tell you that, as much as I would tell you, you know, family is my first priority and my husband and my kids and my health, um, those things, I think when you're on the run and you're going, 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 and you think you're doing it all for your family, they're the ones that are suffering. So I, I think it all fits together. I think that there's a lot of pieces that have to really come together to get things right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, you know, so many times it's what can you do as a person? What more can you do? You know, get up two hours earlier, you know, do this at night. What, you know, it's all, I believe that a lot of the resource out there is just focused on the employee and what more they can do to get their life in balance. It's a two-part scenario. It's, it's got to be a company culture and it has to be the employee willing to look at, you know, what they're doing and how they can make their changes. And Heather and I have often said recently that we feel like the last 20 years of our lives has prepared us for this moment that our world is in. Um, and just listening to these companies that are trying to figure out the work from home employee and it kind of makes us laugh a little bit. We're like, oh, you know, that's not where you need to begin here. So we're hoping that some of these conversations will reach these companies, um, will reach the media and say, hey, you know, there there is a way to make this balance and be successful. I mean, Heather and I have both been successful within our careers. And I think part of our problem is we, when you do have a work from home environment, you're giving a little bit more because you're like, it's so easy to get back on that computer. It's so easy to just put in a few more hours, work on the weekends. But 
On the other hand, it's nice to have that flexibility if you do have a child that may need your attention at three o'clock in the afternoon and not have to feel like I have to be right here in my desk. And do you feel like companies might still be missing the mark for that traditional eight, 10, 12 hour day where they want that hourly check-in or you don't, you still don't have the luxury to take care of something at 3 p.m. because that's during the traditional workday and that would be frowned upon. I do think so. I mean, we, we say that right now it is a time that you can be unapologetically human, but time will tell. It was, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, companies put paternity leave in for the dads, but really when they took that paternity leave, there was like a little chuckle about, wow, he's taking paternity leave. He's really going to be going to the golf course. So time will tell. And we need to keep the conversation going to make sure that companies are accountable for, you know, what they're, they're saying. What about those that are kind of at their wits end at the going through all of this? I read an article today, just um, teachers, uh, several, I, I can't remember what the statistics is. I think it's one in six or one in 10 or something that are really thinking about not going back after this and not because they don't love teaching, but because they don't see how they'll be able to do their job, you know, in, in a way that they're being asked to. Um, I mean, what, what would you guys have to say to folks that are kind of at that wits end? they're at that crossroad and there's this component of, I'm not sure what to do, but I feel like I want to do something different. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are probably feeling that way. I know. I mean, I think no matter what industry you're in, and I think it's funny that you talk about teachers because a few of my really like my best friends from college are all teachers and we do like a group FaceTime thing every day. And just this morning, they were like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so over it. So, um, but I think no matter what, job you're in, everyone's job has probably changed in some capacity. I mean, I have always worked from home. Um, I used to travel, though, every single week. And so I would be sometimes in the home office, sometimes, you know, meeting with customers and clients, um, traveling, though, internationally. And so that the fun part of my job, which was sometimes like the thrilling or the exciting part, is now purely at a desk and purely doing the not so fun parts of it. And so you, I think everybody really stops to rethink. And I think it's good. I think we needed this, you know, we needed permission to say, okay, like, is this really what I want to do? Or how can I change it to keep the parts and the pieces that I do love and that are passionate and purposeful to me? Um, You know, I mean, everybody has different stressors. And, uh, you know, for those people that have little kids at home to those people that live alone. And I mean, that is really challenging. If you've lived alone and you've been kind of stuck at home alone during this time to, um, you know, my, my situation that my oldest son is, is on the spectrum and he's fully mainstreamed. He's a great, smart kid, but he's highly, um, uh, unpredictable. And he, when he, he's spontaneous, when he wants something, he wants something. And so it doesn't matter how much I threaten and tell him mom's working. I'm on a call. It's like, if he wants to knock on the door, he'll knock on the door. And so, um, 
it's just, I think there's so many different challenges right now, but I think we need to say this is, as, as Beverly just said, you know, our time to be unapologetically human and to say, I have permission to stop and think, what's my next step forward going to be? Mm. And y'all did a, a whole podcast episode on this in March about being forced to slow down and rethink things. Have you rethought things? Are there changes on your horizons? I think we rethink things every day, especially on Monday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think so. I, I think that the whole work from home thing isn't new to us because both Heather and I had a, a home office. But yes, you know, we're not traveling like we used to travel. And it is funny, the perspective changes. Everyone's perspective has now changed where, you know, it used to be like, oh, she's so lucky she gets to work from home. When you're actually working from home all of a sudden, it's you realize the challenges of that and that it's not going to be for everyone. It's the same with travel. Oh, you travel, you're so lucky. Well, traveling is stressful. It takes a lot of time on the front end to organize your life, to organize your kids' schedules, to organize everything. And then when you get back, you've got to undo everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. up when you were So I think that, you know, it's just a reality that, you know, our perspectives have changed. I do think that if things go how I would like to see, that it'll be maybe a, a little of both. You know, companies are talking about flex work where maybe there's employees working in an environment for a certain amount of time and then at home. You know, to us, we really think, gosh, that's really starting to mold your life together instead of having these two separate personalities that you've had to have in the past. Right. And you guys started this podcast kind of just to uh, find other people that were going through and experiencing the same things that you guys were. And it's kind of taken a life of its own. I mean, how many episodes in are y'all? Oh I think 73. Yeah, I think we're on. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And y'all have all sorts of different guests that are coming on and talking about their journey and, and how they're defining and how they're living life. Did you expect your podcast to do what it's done? I don't think we, I don't think we had a lot of expectations, which is a good thing. I think when you're starting something, maybe, um, I think it was, you know, it was funny because it was more for us. It was for us selfishly to take a step into fear. So I, especially, I'm a person, I'm very type A. I like things very laid out, very, I'm very tactful. I like to know and have things very tightly planned and perfect before I will take the jump. And Bev is more like, she sees high sky. Yeah, she, she's rosy. Uh, we were once like, the yin and the yang, I'm the black, she's the white, but um, it's, it's so, so together, I mean, we had talked about different business ideas and different endeavors and we would, we would talk about them and then we wouldn't act upon it. And then we would see somebody come out with that same exact business model and succeed. And we were like, dang it. And so when we started this podcast, it was like, let's do something. And I kept saying, I have no time. I have no time, no capacity. And finally she kind of threatened me and she's like, if you don't, do this and I'm going to just do it by myself if you don't want to do it with me. And I was like, that's my competitiveness came out. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm doing this with you. <laughs> yes, that's all you have to do is throw a little competition my way. So, um, yeah. So I think that was it was stepping into fear. And 
from there, it's amazing what has opened up. And I just believe wholeheartedly, like when you do that, when you step into your fear and you kind of give yourself relentlessly to the universe, like things start to happen. And I always heard that saying, I never really realized what that meant or what that felt like until you look back on things retrospectively and go, wow, you know, it really has evolved and it's evolved to a place where it's continuously given us courage to grow and expand. And I think reach more people that need to be reached. And it's been so fulfilling. Yeah. And I think that we have to continue to move through that fear because as we have small successes as we move forward, you know, there's times where we're like, oh my goodness, you know, now what? We're writing a book right now and that brings up a whole lot of fears for us on, you know, what the message is and what the outcome will be. Um, so, I mean, it's really for, for us, I think anything that you do, there's a fear and just, we really just taking that step, I think moves you in that direction. And I try to, to, to look at this podcast and how it's evolved kind of as a metaphor for my life right now. I knew that we, you know, we just started and we got through that fear and just did it. And then when we hit that button to publish it, it was really scary, <laughs> but we did it. And then uh, we started having interviews and people said yes. And we've had this huge collaboration and we have these great uh, women and men that we've gotten to know and it's just continuing to grow. And so if anyone's out there and you're saying, hey, I just need to have the be brave and start, I just just try. Just try. But you guys started because you were looking for answers and people that we're busy and balancing it all. And you've ironically made yourselves busier. <laughs> you know what though, when you're yeah. doing something that feels good and feels like something that you're passionate about, I think you and I even spoke about this when we talked before, it's just, it's a different busy, right? It feels purposeful and it feels meaningful and you tend to carve and make time for it. I mean, I look back in my life and I think probably most people have had this. Sometimes the busiest, craziest times in your life, you get the most done, right? And other times when you have like all the time in the world on your hands is when you kind of don't prioritize things as, as effectively. So I think when you want something, you will make it, you'll make time for it. And, and you I do too. Yeah. And I think that it's important for folks to realize that tasks. So if there's something that you really want to do and you're like, I don't possibly have time for that. There's certain things, certain tasks that will re-energize while others deplete. And you need those. You need that balance. I think that that's a very important part of a balanced life is to have that mix of stuff you have to do that has to get like laundry. And then you have things that re-energize you. Maybe that's baking or whatever, but like you work all day to pay the bills and then you have a creative outlet. Is that, but this is turning into something that's very like a big opportunity for the both of you. Well, it's like therapy. I mean, if any, any of your listeners follow us on Instagram, any post that you see is something that is truly happening to us at that moment. And to have it resonate with so many people to us, it's like, Hey, we're not alone. We are not crazy because it, there was a point in Heather and my, our lives where we were like, are we the only ones? Like, why does everyone else seem like they're just working or they just are a stay-at-home mom or they don't have this? And so for us, I, I think that that's where the passion comes from. It's like, we really want to change things. We want to change things for our kids. Like, I don't want my daughters to have to 
you know, think that she has to choose either work or being a mom, why can't she have it both? And why can't she be fulfilled at the same time? And we've, we've as women have talked about that and have chased that for all the, since yeah. we began, like, how do, yeah. how do we do both and how do we juggle both? Yeah. And it's not, a, it's not necessarily a juggle. It doesn't have to be right. I, I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about that balance. I think balance is this like false, you know, you, you, you think there's this place called balance that you're going to reach and you're going to attain it. And like, oh my gosh, everything's going to feel so perfectly fulfilled and balanced. And I think the first thing to do is say that place doesn't exist. I think that life is a rhythm, right? When you, especially if you're a working parent, you're going to have times in your life where things are so crazy and you are having to sacrifice here or there. You you might, you know, miss something you really wanted to go to um, in order to meet a really important deadline at work. But there's going to be other times where you are definitely going to be there and you're going to say no to things because you're going to learn to say no. And so I think there's it, to realize that it is more of a rhythm. There's highs, there's lows, there's calms, there's storms. And that is called normal. That is that is called the normal. You know, this whole very perfectly scheduled, um, relaxed state, I think, you know, it's, it's not there. And that's the, I think that's the first problem is people think that they're not meeting some expectation that they should have. Which brings on a whole slew of other feelings, such as I'm not doing it right. Maybe there's a little guilt involved. There's definitely a huge stress that I should be better at this. Did you did you guys have to go through a, you know, a point where you had to let all of that go? Or was there a moment where you were like, you know what, I'm done with all of that. Like that's not there's no place here for that. Well, I think it's really just getting real with it, you know for some reason we think in the corporate environment we can't be a parent you know right now you can and it's acceptable because it's acceptable that your child might need a zoom meeting but why before this was it not okay to say i have to cut out at 10 o'clock i need to go to my kindergarten spring you know play or whatever um so we we, we create that as employees and the our the companies that we work with create it by the culture so we have to be real, we have to be authentic, and we have to have the conversation. And I'm sorry, if you were tell your employer that you need to go to your child's play or whatever at 10 o'clock and you'll be back in an hour and a half and they have a problem with it, then that maybe isn't the environment that you should be in. And, and that's not good for your life. So, and I think right now it's going to be a much better conversation, but, you know, start, start being real about it. It's easier said than done, but I think that is one, you know, this, this whole pandemic is so crazy on so many, so many levels, but to Bev's point, you know, it's, it's caused this, this space in business to where it's okay to have a family. It's okay to have them there and to see them and to hear them. Um, I mean, I grew up, I, you know, I grew up kind of in a, in a man's work world. And, you know, I remember, I mean, nursing and, my babies at meetings and like, I, you know, I'd come out with a cooler and they'd be like, what's he that beer? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's breast milk. And it was just like <laughs> embarrassing and you would hide it and you would, you know, you just, you hid all of that 
because you wanted to fit in, you wanted to be seen as competent and as good of. And I just, I want to move forward in creating this new space to where we continue that this is normal and it's okay. And it's, you know, we are just as competent being and juggling. And we're seeing that with men too, because you're seeing so many more women now in leadership and women in the working, in the working world that men are now picking up a lot of the more domestic activities. And so they too, I think um, there's becoming more of a common ground and I hope we hold that. Yeah. There was an, there was an article that came out um, in the business section and this woman had built this software technology company um, designing custom websites. And she had built this working, you know, tirelessly and she had employees of 10 and she you know, employed minorities and, and women. Um, that was her workforce. And hearing that the schools were not going to open back up or possibly not open back up in the fall and there was going to be no daycare, her husband was actually um, a, 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 the dad. He was the primary caregiver of the kids. And he had a very frank conversation with her like, if this keeps going, I can't do this. I can't do 12 hours. She folded and dissolved her business as to not break her family. And that article just spoke so much to me yesterday. And I was like, oh, and I'm going to talk to Bev and Heather. I would be curious to what their take <laughs> on that would be. Well, it's interesting because she was the business owner, but I often put the fault of, not the fault, but the, I guess, the responsibility more to our women leaders because they know better. And to quote Oprah Winfrey, when you know better, you do better. So I don't know that um necessarily in you know in the corporate world men understand the the challenges of a working mom as much um but it's funny that you bring up that situation because um when companies are talking about who's coming back to work and who's not i've heard conversations that well of course all the working moms want to stay home well that's not the case you know mm -hmm. they may have a husband or spouse that has a job or likes that environment in this case that didn't work so yeah, that's really sad that that happened and that wasn't, you know, something that they could work out. I'd be curious to know what his position was. That well, that was the really interesting part. He refused to comment and he said, and you oh. cannot use my name. And oh. so, yeah, it was a very interesting read. I'll forward you the link to that. It was very, I, see, I didn't see it. There was so much but, subtext within the text. And I was like, this is such an interesting article because she dissolved it with her partner and said, well, and I'm, I'm certain that there were hours of conversation about how else we could approach this. But at the end of it, she said, no, I can't, I can't compromise my family, my children, yeah. my husband. I do think though, I mean, I am, I am such a big, strong advocate of, we can't do it alone. Like it takes a team. And I, I had a similar situation years ago. So my kids were five and three. And at the time, my husband had been a trader. He had worked like crazy, crazy hours and wasn't really around, like hadn't been to my kids' preschool, hadn't been making breakfasts and lunches. And we had an immediate situation where we had to let our nanny go. And I had to go out of town on that Monday. And my husband's like, I'd been begging him to quit his job. It was awful. And, I, and he finally said, okay, I'll stay home. And I'm like, oh my God, like you don't even know, like anything about being with these kids and it was a rough year you know and it was it was rough on so many levels of just like 
where is this, where, you know, what do I do? What do I, where is this, you know, how do I do this to my house being a mess and the laundry? And so I started taking on all of that, right? I started doing mm -hmm. all the laundry. I started making sure I could clean and I stocked the refrigerator and I took on so much more. And finally we had to have a heart to heart to be like, I can't be both. Like if I'm going to be the breadwinner, I cannot also act like the stay at home mom and wife. Like you can't have both. You have to pick. And if you can't do all these things because you can't, because he is a great dad, then you need to be able to hire help. You need to say, Ben, we need to get a housekeeper. We need to budget this in, you know, once a week or once every other week, or we need to get some groceries delivered, or we're going to hire a teenage babysitter to come for a couple hours so that one of us can catch up and do these things. So you sometimes need to outsource. I don't think it's always possible. And I don't think men think like women. They don't, right? I mean, there's a different, we are different yeah. for a reason. And men don't think about cleaning and laundry as much as the way we think. Now I'm generalizing. There's men that are much more OCD than women, but in general, yeah, but in, in general, when they were younger, they were not invited in by, you know, their parent to here, help me fold the laundry here, help me get dinner ready here, help me wash it. I remember it was, I loved being able to put on an apron and stand on a chair in front of the sink and be, be a grown up. And that was my definition of grown up when I was a little, little bitty girl that if I was helping in the kitchen, I was a grown up. So we just, and it, and I don't want to get into a sexist talk, but it's just skills, right? Just like in a job, you have to hone different skills. You have to be trained for the job that you're doing and running a house and, and raising kids. That's, it's a business, you know, like you said, if you're not good at, you know, cleaning, then let's, let's outsource that to someone that can, if we are able to, we'll have to sacrifice yeah. in another area. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, that's a luxury. People think, well, I can't do that. But I think you, you sit down and say, where can we cut from and where can we make this? Because it's a necessity of our family functioning in a harmonious way without and killing each other. On board your husband, train your husband yeah. like you wouldn't play. Here's some, here's some YouTube yeah. videos. Here's some training videos. <laughs> Yeah. How, to, how to wash and fold yeah. and they can't read your mind like they can't read our minds so we have to right them. yeah and I guess it gets back to you know just to give him a little break here you just don't wake up in the morning and know how to manage mm -mm. kids in a job at home you just don't and you can learn some things from people that have been there and have done there. And there are changes that you can make, like Heather was talking about earlier. So I, I wonder if his perspective has changed now that he's probably gotten feedback on that. But I invite <laughs> him, if he's out there, to give us a call. We'd love to talk with him, help him. <laughs> we can help you. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And it, 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 I'm going to forge you. I would not be surprised if if I found a, a few weeks from now that she's somehow a guest on your on your show. Like that would not surprise me. And reading this article, the y'all were the first ones that I thought about. Like, oh, oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would love to talk to her. Send it. Be awesome. That would be great. <laughs> it's it's on its way. Um, so I have I have a last question because I want to talk about your book that you're writing. What is this book about? When is it going to be done? When can we all read it? What is what are all the things? 
We're in the home stretch. Heather, you want to take a stab at that? <laughs> sure. I know. It's always, it's funny. It, deadlines are tough. So we do hope to, um, it should be out hopefully late fall. So definitely this year, sometime, probably fourth quarter. And the book is about really what we, everything we've talked about today. And it's about, you know, how can we help create a better culture that is more, more accepting and more supportive of work-life balance. And so it's partly on businesses and corporations and what they can do and what identifying what that gap is and kind of where I think it's gone away and how we've seen like lack of employee engagement and lack of employee retention. And we've seen, you know, the result, you know, it's resulting in lack of profits and it's just tough on companies, but what it's really doing to the person as well. And so we're seeing all this increase in stress and anxiety and just so many catastrophic, I mean, the, the divorce rate and everything else, we can go on and on. And so how can we come back and how can we fix that? And so really this book is a book that addresses um, a plan and a plan to kind of hit it from all those angles. And we're really excited. We feel like it's something that we now know affects so many people. And I think our story of just being raw and real um, hopefully will resonate with others. I have to ask both of you, writing this book, doing this podcast, has your employers weighed <laughs> in on any of it? <laughs> so Heather and I, when we started this podcast said, okay, let's, we, we need it. Let's go a year before we start really communicating that out. So uh, right now we're really planning on doing a launch once the book comes out. And so there are people within our organizations that know about what we're doing. Um, and it kind of supports our, what we, you know, health and wellness and the workplace and all of that. So we're hoping that the book will be very well received as well. Yeah, it's funny because I think, as we said, when we went into this, we kind of went into it to kind of selfishly step into fear and um, kind of move forward. So it wasn't something we wanted to expose ourselves and our businesses. And um, but it has gotten out. And so, you know, it's it's tough because we we do feel it's, you know, at some point I think we'd love to, you know, you make that switch and say, this is what we do full time. So that to me would be the ultimate goal. But in the meantime, I also think we are able to make an impact. What we're doing, um, I've taken a lot of that to my company. And, you know, I think what we're doing, we're just learning and we're also sharing our learnings within the company. So it's been it's been helpful, but um, it's also, yeah, it's a scary thing because of everything that we talk about, right? The perception of you're not 100% focused on your job. And so it's no different than everything else we talk about, about that fear factor um, of being exposed. But yeah. I think it's more common nowadays for employees to have a side hustle, to have a passion. Maybe it doesn't work with whatever their environment is uh, as the breadwinner or whatever. So they're not able to do that full time, but you know, they still like ha being in a band, having a gig. So I think, I think it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Personally go for it. Well, I can't wait until the book is released. I've been listening to episodes on your podcast. So I'm excited to, you have another subscriber. So I'm excited to continue. Yay. Um, listening to that. And if anyone, if any of our listeners out there are thinking anything along the lines, uh, like, like you've heard 
you know, Bev and Heather say, um, when we're talking about outsourcing cleaning, for instance, and you're going, oh, that's a luxury. Wouldn't that be nice? If you have any response, if that was at any level, your response to, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Go listen to their podcast because anything is, anything is possible. If you reframe your perspective, if you reframe how you think about things and Bev, you brought up a very important, um, important thing. It's not just about stepping into fear, but it's also stepping beyond those limits. I think that we've all put on ourselves like this is as good as my life's going to get. Well, no one, no one can actually deem that a true statement, a declarative, except for you yourself. If this is as good as your life's going to get, that's as good as you're going to let your life get. Like you have the power to go beyond that. And you guys drive that home. Um, you're fun. I really liked this. They're fun. I All loved right. it too. And, and ditto to your podcast. I love what you're doing and your message and it's just so inspirational. And so, um, I thank you for having us on. Oh, this honor. was great. This went by really fast. Okay. So yeah. where can people find you? So you can find us on our website at bitchesbebrave.com or on Instagram at bitchesbebrave or Facebook. Uh, our page is Be Brave on Facebook. Facebook nice. didn't like our bitches. Yeah, they didn't like it at? <laughs> they didn't like our bitches. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, you just get to be brave then. Um, okay. So everybody go follow, get on the website, go subscribe to the podcast. Um, when you go on the website, if you click the link on podcast, if you're not sure what you're streaming, where you're streaming or where you're hearing, if you can't find them in the search, go on bitchesbebrave.com and it'll take you there. You can even listen to it in your browser, which is what I was doing, um, as I'm working. So um thank everyone thank you thank you everyone for listening to another episode um and thank you bev and heather for joining so thank great you. talking thank you Thanks. so much for having us bye-bye thank you to all the sponsors of the Embry podcast without you guys we couldn't keep bringing you shows week after week special shout out to our co-producers jay beam and t martin you ladies are amazing and your support means the world to me if you'd like to be a live audience member, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash You'll get to see and hear all of the interviews before they hit the airwaves, get access to Q&A and bonus content from and with our guests. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.